Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This episode of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, basketball, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And that, of course, is the voice of at Marcus underscore Mosher. This is the Power Rankings podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings show. All my Christmas stuff is coming on and done here. I'm, I'm, and my wheels are coming off, bro. Um, obviously, this is a Power Rankings Tuesday. We had a pretty exciting game uh, last night, uh, Philadelphia-Seattle. We've been talking about kind of playoff scenarios Believe it or not, the Cowboys still have a good chance of winning the NFC East, kind of. We were talking about that. What was your just overall assessment of last night's game? I mean, that was wild. That was exciting. Yeah, it was a huge game for Seattle because now they're right back in the thick of things in the NFC. We're going to get a pretty wild, wild card race. Get it there, Landon? And the NFL would love the super pre-playoff wild card race. Uh, No, I thought this was a big win for Seattle without – Geno Smith without Jamal Adams, without Devin Witherspoon to get that win, uh, you know, at home against the Eagles was, was huge. I think he just called me Landon. So if I'm Landon for this, I, I call you should Landon. be, yeah, I should be really I don't think excited. I called you Landon. Did I? We're going to have to, we're going to have to so. do an instant replay. Somebody get Walt <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so if I'm going to be Landon, I'm going to be really excited about Philadelphia losing that game. <laughs> so, Listen, yeah. To be fair, I do like, 290 podcasts a year. It's, okay. uh, it, it's all, it's all good to me. Uh, by the way, Landon McCool, give him a follow on Twitter. That's Marcus's <laughs> uh, podcast partner. Uh, for we're leaving this in, Cowboys. by the way, we're not cutting yeah. this out. We're leaving it. Yeah. In. So, uh, you know, those guys do a great job of it. It's the number one Cowboys podcast out there. So if you like a little NFC East football, go over there and listen to it. You might learn something about uh, your team. If you're a commander's fan, I would recommend you do not listen to the podcast. That's a segue. Uh, yeah, we're going to be getting to the commanders very shortly, <laughs> very, very shortly. <laughs> Let's start at the top here, or I guess proverbially uh, the top. It's really the bottom. Uh, the Carolina Panthers are still at 32. Nice job for them, uh, obviously, on Sunday. It's just they haven't been able to put enough of this together this year. I could see where there would be pressure to put them over New England. I'm not going to react to New England losing to Kansas City. And quite frankly, before Bailey Zappi threw that interception, that was a very competitive game. Uh, if you want to say the Panthers are better than the Patriots, be my guess. But unfortunately, the commanders no. are starting to dip uh, towards that b- bottom group here. I want to actually ask you about the commanders, because what do mm. you think? We don't talk about them very much on this podcast, and we try to talk about all the teams. What's the RX for them going into the year? Do you have a problem at quarterback? What do you do about head coach, front office? What What do you do? Yes. I think that's the answer. Yes, you have a problem at head yeah. coach. You have a problem at quarterback. And let's just be clear. I think Sam Howell could maybe be the next, you know, guy that goes into the, a backup situation, waits a couple of years, develops into a good starter. But it's just clear that he's not good enough right now for the commanders. 
they've got to get a quarterback. They've got to get a head coach. And those two have got to be on the same page. And I think that's everything that Josh Harris and his team is going to be trying to do this offseason. Well, they've got three more starts. Wouldn't you like to see what Hal could do a little bit with the starts that you have? Yeah, at the same time, it kind of bums me out that we didn't get to see more Jacoby Brissett this year with sure. how bad the quarterback play has been across the league. Brissett's pretty clearly a top 32 quarterback. He comes right into this game, throws two touchdowns, looks incredible. It's it's almost too bad we didn't get see him move to the trade deadline. Okay, I have so many different teams going in my head. Didn't Brissett's, was his first touchdown, I think it was him, not Hal, that hit McLaurin on yes. that 45-yard bomb where McLaurin made an unbelievable play over the defender. Yes. Was that? Yep. Yeah, that was that was also that was a heck of a throw and catch. That might have been the best pitch and catch of the – well, no, Drew Locks uh, to win the game was the best. But Like still, if, uh, if Jacoby Brissett was on Minnesota right now, wouldn't you fear them a lot uh, more? Hey, man, if, if he was ironically on Cleveland right now, I'd feel better. Truly. Michael's playing well. We'll get to Cleveland though. Yeah, he's he played well when it counted. And I get, you know, I give a lot of credit for that. Let's get to the next batch. So we got Carolina at 32, New England at 31, Washington at 30. Uh, next couple of teams here, uh, Los Angeles at 29, Arizona at 28, uh, New York Jets at 27. I think the Chargers could be farther down. I would consider swapping the Cardinals and Jets. Yeah, the Cardinals got beat, but they got beat by the 49ers. They're just tough to gauge right now. New era. For Chargers football, no Brandon Staley, no Justin Herbert the rest of this year. I'm going to be curious to see what kind of fight do they have after getting the doors absolutely blown off them. Yeah, They play some really good teams coming up, including Buffalo this week. Do they just lay down or do we see a much more competitive team? I don't know. I think the Jets, obviously, the offseason is much trickier for them. Everything seems to kind of hinge on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so, obviously, we're going to have to wait for the offseason to discover that. Last two teams on this board are Tennessee Titans at 26, New York Giants at 25. A little step back for the Giants against the Saints. I thought they would be more competitive in that yep. game. Quite frankly, I thought they were disappointing. I want to ask your opinion. I'm much more of a uni guy, history guy than you are. However, it doesn't mean you don't value history at all. Did you think it was a really sorry move for the Titans to wear the Oilers throwbacks against the Texans? Yes, but I also love those uniforms. So I was not, I was not unhappy that they wore them. Is that fair? Yeah. I, so, you know, University of Houston wore them. And uh, I think Rice actually wore them this year too. Uh, but I don't know how I, I feel about that. Elliot, I did see after the game, the Texans, once they beat the uh, Titans, they had a post on Twitter that said the real Houston Oilers 19 to 16 or whatever that score was. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, let's go. And if you guys don't know some of our younger listeners, the Tennessee Titans used to be the Houston Oilers. They moved in 1996 and believe it or not for a couple of years they were the tennessee oilers in 97 and 98 they became the titans in 99 and that's the music city miracle was actually the first year they were the titans they went to the super bowl uh yeah. so and they were mentioned in the movie castaway remember that scene where yeah yeah when he comes back how do, how are the oilers oh you wouldn't believe it we're the titans now <laughs> yeah remember he was he was in the kitchen with helen hunt and they yeah. hadn't seen each other in years. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's he going to say to her about her remarrying, her forgetting him? There's this uncomfortable moment. And he goes, let me get this straight. And you're like, oh boy, here it comes. And he goes, we have a football team. And it used to be used. <laughs> it's a really good scene, by the way. She explains yeah. like, hey, we got to the Super Bowl too. And 
came up one yard short. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to the next uh, set of teams here. Got the Raiders at 24 and Pittsburgh at 23. Um, I think the Steelers are better than this team, even though the Raiders won 196 to seven. Uh, the other night, I, I need to see the Raiders. I, I'm not so forgetful or so old that I forgot they lost three to nothing to Nick Mullins and the Vikings a couple of weeks ago. That's why they're down this low. Yeah. Uh, any problems here? Yeah, the Raiders against the Vikings, they crossed the 50-yard line once in that game. Once. The next week, yeah. they scored the second most points by any team since 2000. Uh, they did it with an interim head coach, a rookie quarterback, and a, they're all pro running back missing. Go figure. Let me get to my unfair grouping of teams here. Atlanta at 22, Minnesota at 21, Chicago at 20. I say this unfair because... Atlanta still has a really good chance to win the NFC South or at least a chance to be to be in it. Minnesota, this seems a little low, uh, given that they went to overtime with the Bengals. They did beat the Raiders. They just, you know, beating the Raiders and losing is not going to move you up. I still feel like this is too low for them. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like this is unfair to the Bears. They had multiple opportunities to win that game with the Browns and their receivers just the drop in the end zone literally. If you tried to drop the ball that way, if I said, Marcus, I'm going to throw the ball up right in your belly and I want you to deliberately drop it. I don't know if you could do it as well as that drop was. (laughs) So both the Bears and the Vikings had 14 point leads going into the fourth quarter Uh. this week and lost. Now the, the Bears lost in regulation, the Vikings lost in overtime, but epic collapses by both sides. Yeah, I felt really bad for Justin Fields, man. And he was he under a, a lot game. of pressure. Yeah. He, he did. A couple of teams that were really disappointing this week. The Broncos at 19, the Packers at 18. The Broncos looked like they had turned a corner. I told you it was smoke and mirrors. They finally kind of earned a win that I thought, wow, okay, they played well. And then Detroit really handled them. Uh, and then Green Bay, even more dis- disappointing maybe than the Broncos. Having Baker Mayfield come in there and carve up that defense – um, you know, I know people are going to put it on Jordan Love because he's the quarterback. But when the visiting quarterback for Tampa, not named Tom Brady, gets a perfect passer rating on, I think it was only the third time in NFL history a quarterback has had a perfect yeah. passer rating on the road. I mean, yeah, I can see Tom Brady going in there and doing that. I could see Josh Freeman going in there to do that. But Baker Mayfield to go in to Tam- go in for the Buccaneers. The was a bad joke. Um, yeah, pretty surprising. I'm going to go back to Broncos. You said disappointing. Yeah. Loss. Mm-hmm. I know you weren't actually disappointed. You were very happy with that loss. <laughs> I was happy for the Lions win. Uh, let's yeah, get to the last yeah, team yeah. here real quick. New Orleans Saints at 17. Marcus Crystal Ball this. Are they a playoff team? What are we looking at rest of the schedule here with the Saints? Yeah, I, I think they are. Um, and I maybe they don't win their division. Uh, they still have a game left against Tampa Bay. Currently, they're they're uh, I believe they're a second place in the division, but they have played better. Over the last couple of weeks, Derek Carr is getting a little healthier. Final three games of the year at the Rams, at Tampa Bay, at Atlanta. I think they go two and one and they get nine and eight and they're probably our seven seed. So the Raiders at 24, Pittsburgh at 23, Atlanta 22, Minnesota 21, Chicago 20, Denver 19, Green Bay 18, New Orleans 17. Tell me which team I've got ranked too low as I turn this off. Good TV here. Be leaving. Probably Minnesota, just because that defense is really good. Remember, they we, we mentioned that shutout against the Raiders. Uh, they played excellent on defense the first three quarters of this game. 
I think that defense alone is probably going to get them to nine wins. That'll be interesting to see. Let's take a look at the next group of teams because these teams should, most of them should end up around nine wins. Um, Tampa Bay is starting it off at 16. Probably the least talked about impressive win of the weekend. Wouldn't you say I, 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 there wasn't other than Baker Mayfield's passer rating. Nobody really spent any time on this game, but you know, here's Tampa at seven and seven. What, what did the bucks finish last year? Was it eight, and nine, eight, and nine. Yep. Yeah. So this bucks team could finish better than the Tom Brady bucks did. And the ironic thing guys is the Cowboys are looking like they're going to be the fifth seed and Tampa's looking like they're going to be the four seed, which means we would get for the second straight year, Dallas at Tampa. I mentioned this to Marcus on the phone last night. I love talking about you like you're not here, but you already called me Landon. <laughs> and Marcus said, who would have guessed five years ago if you said the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs in 2022 and they're going to play Tom Brady and the Bucks in Tampa? And then the next year they go play Baker Mayfield and the Bucks in Tampa. And led by Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the NFL is absolutely crazy. Uh, can we go to Jacksonville at number 15? Because yeah, this you is bet. the one you team bet. I can't figure out. Some games, they look amazing. Other games, they look like they don't even belong inside the top five. Uh, this defense was supposed to be really good, and they can't stop anybody right now. And they are, Elliot, in real danger of not making the playoffs this year. They started off the season eight and four. And if I had to guess now, I'm going to guess that they don't make the playoffs. So when you said they don't belong in the top five, did you actually mean they sometimes they look like they don't even belong in the top 15? Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I, I really debated this team where to put them. Can um, I give you their schedule? Drop. The, sure. the rest of the way. Okay. Yeah. So they have to go at least two and three uh, in two these and games. One. Or sorry, two and yeah. one. Man, I'm stumbling yeah. on my words. They have to go That's at least right. two and one, and they probably need to go three and three. Sorry, three and zero to guarantee a playoff spot. Right, they play at right. Tampa Bay this week with Baker Mayfield, our guy. Probably no Trevor Lawrence, who's in concussion protocol. Then they play at the Panthers, home against the Titans. I mean, the Titans can beat them, and Tampa can beat them. Um, and who knows? The Panthers have a little bit of a little bit of juice right now. They got a little confidence. They got a one game winning streak. Um, I didn't need to do that. That was unnecessary. Uh, they, it was a nice win. Their defense played out of their minds. It was I don't think Jacksonville is going to make it. By the way, do we know if Tampa is going to win their cream sickles one more time this year? Yeah, this week. This week. I, I yes. thought they would do it. So uh, a team I really want to talk about. Actually, three teams in a row here that are, honestly, the rest of this board are fascinating. But let's just go with the next three here. Colts at 14, Bengals at 13, Seahawks at 12. I think these teams are all on a par. Cincinnati did. That's a very Lindy's talk. That's actually Street and Smith 80s talk there. Uh, Cincinnati did beat Seattle earlier this year. That was at home with Joe Burrow. Right now, I think I like Seattle a little better. Uh, they did pretty well with Jake Browning. Don't get me wrong. They threw He threw a 50-50 ball. They got into overtime. They won the game. It's a great win for them. But I actually think the team that delivered the most impressive win was probably the Colts at 14, not because of their opponent, but they just had control of the game. Yeah, I mean, they completely dominated Pittsburgh without their number one running back. Their number two running back got hurt in the first quarter on an illegal play. Their number one receiver, Michael Pittman, got a vicious hit to the head. He's going to be out this week because of a concussion protocol. And they still racked up 400 yards of offense. I mean, they they were unbelievable in this game. 
ever since that Browns game that you and I have talked about on this podcast a number of times, which was such a huge game in terms of the wild card that the Browns got that win. It was the worst officiated game of the year. Uh, I've been rooting for the Colts to make the playoffs. And frankly, Marcus, I think they are. I, I think they are a playoff team. So and- they are at eight wins already. Here's their remaining three games. They play at the Falcons this week, yep. home against the Raiders, home against the Texans. So, there is a scenario out there, Elliot, where if they win the next two games, we could be looking at this Texans-Colts game deciding who wins the AFC South. There's no reason they can't win all three of those games. I'm not saying they're going to, but they're certainly capable. Uh, the big one is really at Atlanta this week. We'll talk about that on our Picks podcast. Uh, Taylor Bengals at- starting this week for the Falcons. Oh, boy. Uh, The Bengals still starting their backup. He's done a nice job. He got off to a really slow start. You were right on your prediction that Brian Flores was going to give him a hard time. But you got to give this kid. He's got some moxie, doesn't he? I mean, he and I like the idea of throwing a 50-50 ball to T. Higgins. Give your best player on offense a chance. Dinkin and Duncan. I'm going to sound like I'm banging on a team right now. But Dinkin and Duncan, when you're down three or four scores so that you can get a little momentum touchdown is bogus. You know, throw a 50-50 ball have some guts. Uh, of course, the Bengals were trying to get to OT. They did. They won the game. Really impressed. I know their defense, you bagged on them a lot. Mm. Clutch defensive plays, though, in yep. this game. Um, Seattle, so we talked about the win a little bit last night. Do you see them making the playoffs right now? They're 7-7. Seven and seven. I think they do. They know they have a tough game this week at, in Tennessee at 1 o'clock Eastern time, which that's always been a problem for Seattle. But then they host Pittsburgh, and then they fin- I think they finish up with the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I think I think they're going to get in. I think they're going to be our other playoff team. Next two teams here, 11 and 10. Cleveland Browns at 11. Joe Flacco had a really bad game. And then in the fourth quarter, threw for like 240 yards, he threw such an amazing pass uh, to Amari Cooper on a on like a little corner route. I think I can't remember if it was a cross or a corner route. It was so good. And uh, Cooper went all the way to the house. It was a huge play in the game. Yep. Then he made another throw against the Blitz where he got it out to Njoku, who looks like he's going five miles an hour, but he's actually running 85 miles an hour because he's as big as a house. Uh, and then you have the Rams, man, who continue to win. A little close call there at the end, kind of. But uh, they played well for a month. They beat Cleveland uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, any problem with these two teams here? Yeah, David Njoku is like my F-150 when I'm on the, the, the interstate, right? Like I, <laughs> I don't realize that I'm going 85 miles an hour and I still feel like I'm going kind of slow. Uh, but then you see you just buzzing by other cars. So I, that's a good comp. I like it. Remember when you watched Jason Witt and you were like, gosh, he seems like he's going really slow. That's because he was. Yeah, he was. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, how does how does this guy get open against NFL athletes? Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, good wins for the Browns and the Rams just because they really needed them to make the playoffs. I'm really wondering if the Rams are going to end up playing the Lions in the postseason. That would be a fantastic uh, game, even if neither team is going to win the Super Bowl. It's still just fun. Uh, Houston Texans, last team at nine. Uh, they came back in this game. They won the game in overtime. I know there was some controversy. Some Titans fans were upset, but – Pretty clutch road win considering how devoid of some of their key guys they were. I mean, they were gutted, right? There's no Nico Collins, no CJ Stroud, no Willie Anderson. Both of their starting safeties were out. Both of their starting linebackers were out. And you win that game? Case I mean, Keenum. I think, yeah, Case Keenum starting. I Huge, huge win for Houston. And now I think they do have a really good chance of winning this division. And all they've got to do is win two of their next three to get it in the postseason. Yeah, I love I love the idea of the Colts 
Texans game that you mentioned at the end of the season. It's one to circle. So Bucks at 16, Jags at 15, Colts at 14, Bengals at 13, Seahawks 12, Browns 11, Rams at 10, and the Texans at nine. Let's go to our top eight here. Okay, we got the Detroit Lions. They beat the Denver Broncos. Uh, didn't haven't really talked about the Lions. I haven't talked to you offline about the Lions much. That was an impressive win. Uh, Miami also got the win. I still think Miami's a little bit better than Detroit, but that was a heck of a response game for the Lions. Yeah, they needed one of those games, especially if after how bad they looked on Thanksgiving and how bad they looked against the Bears the following week. Much, much needed. And when they're running the ball like this, they are a scary, scary offense to play. That's what I like about these two teams, Miami and Detroit. They can run the ball when they put their mind to it. We've talked about Raheem Mostert, you and I offline. He's having a fantastic year. The Dolphins have had a good year running the ball. I still worry about their offensive line, Marcus, against some of the better competition. If they made it to the Super Bowl against the 49ers defensive line, I just, yep. I, I think that would be bad, even though it'd be an interesting matchup. But uh, I, I do think the Dolphins are a good team. And they also did that without Tyreek Hill at six and five. I uh, got Kansas City at six, Buffalo at five. Uh, I decided to honor the Bills' win over Kansas City because Buffalo was so doggone impressive in beating the Cowboys. And the way Cook ran in that game, it made me realize, man, if they can run like that in the postseason with their quarterback, they can beat anybody. So do you want to go through the Bills' remaining schedule here? Yeah. Yeah, let's okay. do it. So they are, what are they now? They're eight and six, I believe. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Now, if they win all three, they're going to be in the postseason. There's, yes. Now, the tricky part is, can they lose a game and make the postseason? The answer is probably no. But they play Saturday night at the Chargers in L.A. Yeah, that's, yes, when? Home against the Patriots. Now, remember, they did lose to the Patriots already once a season. They're not losing that game. I mean, I'll, dude, I can. There's no way. I'll just pick that game now. <laughs> well, I've listened. They lost to New England this year. They lost to New England. They lost to Denver at home. We, they lost to the Jets. We cannot rule out anything with this Buffalo team. Just pointing uh, this out. Bailey Zappi has not been a picture of confidence through that face mask. I, you think I, Mac I Jones think... has been? He diced up Buffalo's defense. No. <laughs> hey, man, go ahead. Buffalo you... team is so frustrating. <laughs> All right, um, all right. he, here's very likely because I, I agree with you. I think Buffalo is going to win the next two games. Their playoff, where they end up in the playoffs, or if they end up in the playoffs at all, will likely come down to the final week of the season. Uh, they play the Dolphins in Miami. Just want to point out Miami really quickly. Miami's next two games because this is all important. They play home against the Cowboys and then at Baltimore. If Miami, yeah, and if if they lose both. That game for Miami will become a do-or-die game. If they lose, they're out of the playoffs. If they win, they're going to win their division. If they lose one of those games, Buffalo will be playing them for the division if Buffalo Correct. wins their next two. Yeah, Correct. so – and I think Miami's definitely losing. If they don't lose to Dallas, I think they'll lose to Baltimore. But uh, but if Miami happens – if yeah. Miami happens to slip up against the Cowboys and the Ravens, then there's no safety blanket with a wild card. You're not going to get into the wild card with their tiebreakers at 10-7. and seven. I wonder what the chances are that Miami would lose to Dallas but beat Baltimore. I don't think that's happening, uh, but we'll see. Uh, speaking know. of, but a lot of movement in the top five here. So the Bills were my new number five team. I dropped Philly down to four with that loss last night, and I have the Cowboys now at three. Uh, it's no longer just an NFC-dominated top three, but the Cowboys I still think are better than Philadelphia. And I'm just going to say this, since I'm the one that's harder on this team. Dak did not play well, but – one bad game, like he's had a great season. 
he's had a great season. And so the people that are being haters out there, like, I mean, come on, you know, uh, now that said, that said the whole offense, including him was bad. And I really agreed with a lot of the post game comments. You got to have a little more fire than that. Yeah. Philadelphia lost to Seattle. Is Seattle as good as Buffalo? Probably not. But Philadelphia had enough fight for Seattle had to get crazy great plays to win that game. The way the Cowboys lost to the Bills was really in the second half was frustrating to watch. Um, did you feel like, like, is this the kind of game the Cowboys will easily be able to bounce back the way they did before? Because they're not going right back home, right? They're going on the road to Miami. How do you see that? Going up against the Kyle Shanahan style of offense, which they yes. historically struggled with. Um, I do think they'll bounce back. I think they're going to play a much better game against Miami, but they do have real issues when it comes to stopping the run and teams that have the dual threat quarterback that can keep their defensive ends. Honest are going to give them a lot of problems going forward. I will say the Cowboys bounced back. If I remember after the San Francisco blowout loss on the road against the chargers. Mm -hmm. uh, now the chargers were not as bad then as they are now. Uh, but this is going to be a different animal. That's going to be one of the really fascinating storylines uh, heading into this week. New number two team, the Baltimore Ravens. Any issue with this? Uh, I don't think you do, but uh, Baltimore, no. you know, they've proven me wrong. I don't think you thought they were going to be quite this good. No, I, I just wonder how many more hits they can take and continue to play well. They obviously, they've lost Mark Andrews. He's not going to be returning uh, until potentially the Super Bowl. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, who was really giving them a lot of juice uh, at running back, he tore his ACL on Sunday night. He's out for the season. That's a it's a big it's a big loss for them. As you, I mean, you're obviously Cassius Puppy knows this as well. I, I just don't know how they're going to be able to come up, overcome that lack of speed. Yeah, so I, I muted it because uh, somebody is just hanging out right in front of my door right now. Sorry. Uh, they want to sneak you. peek at the power Thank rankings. Cassius. I think is what yeah, exactly. Uh, what to you makes Baltimore better than Philly, better than Dallas? And I guess let's rope Buffalo and Kansas City in there while we're talking about it. I think they're really well coached on both sides of the ball. I mean, that Baltimore defense doesn't have a ton of top to end talent, but man, they play so well as a team and they just make it really hard on opposing quarterbacks. We saw Jared Goff struggle. We saw Geno struggle. We saw Trevor Lawrence struggle. They can really put the clamps down on defense. I will say this. I don't think there's a big margin between Baltimore, Dallas and Philadelphia, but I, I do think the Ravens are the second best team in the league right now, but it's close. It's really yeah. close to me. This is not a tier kind of thing. Who has to the me. best kicker of the three? <laughs> who, is yeah, uh, oh. who has the worst kicker of the three? I don't know man, these three teams. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I tell you as a rookie co uh, kicker and still easily number one, that's the San Francisco 49ers. That might be their oh, only deficiency the <laughs> right now. Yeah. The Cowboys. Hey, man, I think kicker should be considered for rookie of the year. I do. I think C.J. Stroud's my rookie of the year, but why can't it? Why couldn't it be Brandon Aubrey? I'm I'm totally serious. If he here. got to I like mean, if he if he made all forty of his kicks, yes. then I think we have a he did he has missed three extra points, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. I know it doesn't. Uh, now you got me on a kicker tangent. Please get me I'm off just, a kicker tangent. I'm just saying, who's the worst kicker between Jake Elliott, Brandon Aubrey, and Justin Tucker? You tell me. I mean, I probably <laughs> trust Aubrey the least in a big game just because I've seen Elliot and Tucker make game winning kicks in the playoffs, but man, they're all good. Yeah. What a great, interesting chat, except not at all. Let's go to the 49ers here. Uh, they got a win against the Cardinals. 
I was really encouraged watching, I don't say this often, but, but watching the Fox post game. Uh, well, that sounds like I'm dogging on those guys, but I just mean, I, I, a lot of times you kind of hear the same storylines and I was really encouraged that they said something different this week that I don't hear enough of, which is Christian McCaffrey for MVP running back has been so devalued and people love it's become, it's almost become in vogue now to, you know, bang on the running back and I get it. I understand the the reduction in value, but I think it's gotten a little too much. And why shouldn't tell me, tell me one reason Christian McCaffrey should not be MVP. Cause he's not a quarterback. That's not a good effort. I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying it's a good reason. I'm just giving you a reason. Uh, quarterbacks are the most important position in the NFL. And this is just what the award has turned into. Who is the best quarterback on the best team? Well, the 49ers are firing on all cylinders. Brock Purdy made a back shoulder throw in this game to Debo. That was unbelievable. Uh, McCaffrey, I think, has nearly 1,900 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns. Uh, we'll see what happens if those guys cannibalize each other's votes. But right now, the 49ers look uh, really good. So the Lions at eight, Dolphins at seven, Chiefs at six, Bills at five, Eagles at four, Cowboys at three, Ravens at two. And of course, the 49ers are number one. That's my list. What are your final thoughts, sir? Kevin Stefanski is my coach of the year so far. What he's done with this Cleveland team is absolutely incredible. When I saw the number 26% of their salary cap this year is on the injured reserve list. That doesn't even yeah. mention guys like Daywan Jones, who was their starting right tackle. Uh, to be able to grab somebody like Joe Flacco, win these games, and I mean, they still have a chance to win the division if Baltimore slips up against Miami and against San Fran. It's, it's unbelievable what the Browns are doing right now. You don't want to play that defense at home. Uh, no. I'll just say that right now. In Cleveland, they've including the 49ers, they have been absolutely fantastic at home, starting in, in week one when they played the Bengals. But that's all for uh, this show, Enough on the Browns. If you want to hear more about the Cowboys, you can listen to Locked On Cowboys, where Marcus hosts sat with Elliot. And then, of course, uh, the Dynasty <laughs> Podcast. You're always welcome. On, on the Locked On Network. And then he covers the Raiders for USA Today, Raiders Wire, and writes for the 33rd team. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. And we will talk to you guys very soon with our picks for this week. Take care, everybody.